Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Hello everyone and welcome back to the final days of season series three of the Mouldy Rogues podcast. The podcast that used to have a semblance of organisation and that has now devolved into two chimps throwing buns at each other. Buns of occasional porn, which is rather worrying. Anyway, this week's bun fight includes more Golden Years action with the Expendables in 1977 and we finish off After Kill from last time in the feature where James must guess how the bad guy meets his end purely from the pun. Let's get throwing those pastries. These are the characters so far. So Barney Rocks, that's Sylvester Stallone character, he goes to a church in the film where he and his rival, played by Schwarzenegger, remember him, his character is called Trent Mauser. Okay. It's got to be two relatively short but still slightly confusing words, and that will do for your hard man name. Mm. Trent Mauser and Sylvester Stallone is called Barney Rubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barney Rubble. So anyway, they go to a church to meet Bruce Willis's character, ah. completing the triple threat of 1980s. Let me guess. I'm going to guess. Guess his, his name. name. Uh, <laughs> it will be something like Dick Steele. Twat Rockingham. At Rockings, quite good. Uh, <laughs> it will be like a, a slightly odd first name followed by um, Craig Justice. <laughs> Rod Elevator. Yeah, I think because Bruce Willis is one of the key characters, it's not just going to be a say what you see thing. It'll be like um, Clive Shield. Oh, Clive Shield or Sheet Metal. Yeah, <laughs> Sheet Metal is great. <laughs> Corrugated iron. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, corrugated. Nice to meet you, Toll. <laughs> exactly. Toll Road is bollocks. Toll Road is a piss take. <laughs> Hail Caesar is shitting up, but Toll Road is literally just... No, nah, that's ridiculous. They go to meet Willis. Now, from my memory, he's in the film for about three minutes. I think <laughs> they said, we'll give you 50 grand, three minutes work, so his character is only called Mr. Church. Mr. Church. Which actually is weird because they meet him in a church. Does he have a close relationship with Lee Christmas? The film ends with the team celebrating their victory at the bar of former teammate Tool, played by Mickey Rourke. That's a very unfortunate nickname. Well, is he, I, I just automatically thought, is he Toll's brother? The Road Brothers. Tall and tall. Tall road. Tall road. I mean, tall road's stupid, but at least it kind of makes sense. I think you'll find Tool's surname is Belt. <laughs> tool Belt. Yeah, that's good. Tool Kit. Yeah. 
There is also a character called John Smiley, who is a former Force Recon Marine. I don't yeah. know what that means. Force does he force people to meet? Forces people to look out for stuff. <laughs> I've got a package being delivered this afternoon. Yeah. Could you wear through binoculars with a gun to their head? That kind of thing. Um, we've also got now I know what you've been thinking. We've not had a woman yet. A woman? There is one member of the twenty strong cast list played by a woman. The character is called Luna Mayer. Once again, oh, okay. two short words. That's Your favorite. Than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be something like Kitty Simpson or something like that. <laughs> Perk tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this is portrayed by Rhonda Rousey, mm-hmm. the martial artist. She is, according to Wikipedia, the only female member of the Expendables team. She is a nightclub bouncer. She is introduced to Barney by Bonaparte, who's a character who we've not been introduced to, in the third Napoleon. film. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd fit into the Expendables, having been dead 400 years. Is this necessary? I know all this stuff. No, it's not. We're nearly there. I, I just say, I, I probably could have watched the trilogy the time it takes <laughs> us to, to, to dissect it. We have got Thorn, who is an expert hacker, drone pilot, and mountain climber. <laughs> hacker, drone pilot, and mountain climber. I mean, do you really think mountain climber is necessary? They go, oh, hacker, that'll be good. We'll get a guy with glasses. He can be a hacker. Maybe that's where he gets the best Wi-Fi reception. Then we've got a character called Mars, who's Mm -hmm. one of the four newest members introduced in the third film. He is a former US soldier, recruited by Barney after demonstrating both the capabilities of the latest deadly rifle and his skills with it. Now, at this point, if I was Sniper Gunnar Jens, not to mention Hail Caesar, I would be furious. Mm. There's a lot of jostling for positions. I've got to fit about 40 people into these characters, is what it appears now. Um, we've also got Harrison Ford's oh, character. Christ. He's called Agent Max Drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Drummer's quite a long name. I'm surprised he's not just Max Drum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut out of the middle, man. He plays a shadowy CIA liaison who will mm-hmm. definitely double-cross the good guys in the For third. sure. Nearly there. Then we've got Chuck Norris's character, called Trevor. Not really. Of course not. He's called Booker. He's a mercenary who famously acts alone, earning the nickname The Lone Wolf. Mm-hmm. So that's good uh, for a film that's entirely yeah, about teamwork. Almost there. Now you've got Kelsey uh. Grammer's character, which is Bonaparte, so he plays Napoleon. He's ah. a retired mercenary who's a friend <sighs> of Barney Ross and an ally to the Expendables. Okay, last yeah. character. So Jet Li's character, Yin Yang, spoiler, yeah. gets his legs yeah. blown off in the second film. So mm-hmm. in the third film, he's replaced by Maggie Chan. What's that, Roger? A woman who is a martial arts expert and hacker, cool, who works with Mr. Church, all right, you got all that in your head? Absolutely. Let's move on to the villains. 
So the villains were Conrad Stonebanks. Conrad Stonebanks is played by Mel Gibson. He's an arms trader and co-founder of the original Expendables who will definitely double-cross the good guys. Absolutely. There's only four more character archetypes. So for the villains, there's a rogue agent, there's a brutal Mm -hmm. dictator, there's a henchman, Mm -hmm. and there's a martial artist slash mercenary slash terrorist leader. That's it. So that's over 400 cast characters. Now, as we enter hour two, I will fly through the celebrities who were born in 1977. It was a bumper crop. We had Kanye West. Did you say Kanye West? Yeah, he's a rapper from America. He's quite controversial. Sure. Killian Murphy. Mm -hmm. Tom Hardy. Michael Fassbender, Tom Hiddleston, John Cena, Orlando Bloom, Benedict Cumberpatch, Richard Ayoade, Ant and Deck, John Oliver, and Danny Dyer. Gotcha. Um... And then there is also some skirt born that year. We've got Jessica Chastain, friend of the podcast, Reese Witherspoon, Kerry Russell, Rachel McAdams, and Shakira. Okie dokie. So that's pretty straightforward. Just pop those names into the slots given earlier. Um, could I have a small request? <laughs> Do you want to shoot yourself? Uh, no, I was actually going to ask if I could have a little bit of time for that to sink in because it's quite a lot of information to take in. And I have been writing the names down. Can I possibly <laughs> revisit this tomorrow with you? Yeah, because it's way too much for you to have to try and... From memory. <laughs> from memory. So this way you can spend a bit of time. Obviously, you don't have to do all of them. I can come at it more strategically if I've actually got things in front of me. I mean, if anything, too much information. Yeah, I'm dying to see where you put Richard Ayoade. Quite. Those feathers and he still can't fly. Shocking. Oh, he blew a fuse. I think he got a point. Every once in a while, you get a little shot. Have a go at number three. Number three. Eat your vegetables. Sorry? Eat your vegetables. Um, that does sound a lot like Clive Owen. Because it is Clive Owen. Okay. Friend of the podcast. Uh, so this is in the moments after a goon has been dispatched. Um, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> I know. 
is this? And again, I'm going to sound insane if this is not the case. Uh, he runs out of bullets and he then loads a carrot into his gun and fires that into the head of a henchman and then says, eat your vegetables. You think he put a carrot in a gun? Yes. How small is the carrot or how large is the gun? It was a baby like a carrot. Baby... A... You think he shot somebody eagle. with a baby carrot? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what level of ballistic knowledge you have, although clearly minimal. You can't just put different things in a gun and they fire out. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, I am aware of that. I'm also aware of the fact that it's quite hard to push somebody's car into the path of an oncoming train. So I'm sort of suspending belief. And no matter how incredulous you try and make this sound, I'm going to stick to my guns and say that is what happened. Now, whether Clive has a specially modified like vegetable firing gun, like a spud gun or something mm. that he yeah. uses, I don't recall. Mm. But... He definitely fires a carrot and then says, eat your vegetables. You'd think you'd remember if he was like popping beetroots and onions in there. And that's not me saying they're way. too big. You want a cucumber. <laughs> you want a carrot is perfect. You want a spear-like vegetable. Spring onion. A stick of celery. Exactly. <laughs> now, do you know which film this is from? It's a film called Shoot 'em Up. I'm going to give you 75% of the points. Mm-hmm. It is, friend of the podcast, Clive Owen. It is shoot him up. He does die vis-a-vis via a very sharp carrot. But what you got mm-hmm. wrong is Clive gets a knife out and he sharpens the You throw it like end. a dart. <laughs> it's one of those big, do they call them jumbo carrots? Is that mm-hmm. a thing? It's one of the big crockers. And he sharpens the end of it like he's whittling a piece of wood. He then gets the handle of his gun. Mm -hmm. He puts the sharpened carrot in the guy's throat and then he hits it like with a hammer and uses that Uh... to force it through the back of his head. It's pretty gruesome. And then thinks to himself, as the blood and guts go everywhere, this is an opportunity for some funny Mm -hmm. and says... Eat your vegetables. I thought he'd shot it from a gun. But to be fair, what actually happened is, I would say on a par with the level of ridiculousness. Well, I think what he did is more plausible than you, with him getting like six baby carrots and popping (laughs) each one into a chamber of the gun. Well, my, my issue with that would be that the carrot would immediately disintegrate rather than being fired like a bullet. But then equally, my question to you is, if he's being attacked by all this henchman, how did he have time to take cover and then start whittling a carrot? Because that must have taken, you know, a little bit of time. Did he have a purpose peeler just ready in his toolkit so that he could quickly whittle out a carrot to make it so sharp that it could go through a human neck? Well, clearly, this is not the first time it's happened to him. He's got a vegetable peeler (laughs) next to his gun. I'm not going to fall for that one again when I get a mm. blunt carrot and I merely bruise the gentleman's thorax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He has to find a surface that he can sharpen it on quickly while he's under fire because he hasn't brought his peeler with him. Okay, have a pop at number four. 
Where is Nitty? He's in the car. Um, where is Nitty? He's in the car. Where is Nitty? He's in the car. Hmm. Any idea on the actor? No. It did sound a little bit cagey at the end, but I don't think it's Nick. It's one of the biggies. It's a very famous film. I don't blame you for not getting it. I didn't remember this scene in the film. So, using your film experience, how do you think the goon died? I'll give you a spoiler. He's not waiting in a car. I'm thinking it's probably a mafia film. It is a mafia film. Is it The Godfather? No. More recent than that, I think we've covered some of the great work done in this film by Mr. Sean Connery in the past on this podcast. Oh, is it The Untouchables? It is The Untouchables. I'm going to guess that it's Kevin Costner. KC? I think in that case, then, they drove (laughs) into Mr. Nitty at such velocity that he smashed through the windscreen, thereby entering the vehicle. And then the line, he's in the car, will work. Anything else wouldn't Mm. work. Well, you didn't get the actor or the film or the manner of death, but apart from that, you did very well. What he actually did is he threw him from the sixth floor of a building... Through the material top, as was the fashion in the nineteen thirties, and so he's in the car. He's in the car. Works in that case, yeah. Yes. Otherwise, it'd be he's on the car if it was a metallic roof. <laughs> he's on the car in bits. You should have said, "Let's just say you need to buy a new car." <laughs> What's happened to my car? He's in. The car. I hope you have insurance. (laughs) What kind of insurance? Vehicle insurance. Why have you crashed my car? I don't see why this is getting us any closer to where Mr. Nitty (laughs) is, though. No, no, no. I haven't crashed the car. Mr. Nitty has damaged the car. Bastard. I'm going to kill him when I see him. Well, no, he's still there. Well, let's go and get him then. No, no, no. You're misunderstanding. He's already in the car. Wink. (laughs) Well, okay, then why aren't we going to get him then? Well, because, as you'll see, he's in the car. And is he waiting for us? Not as such, no. (laughs) Let's just say it's a good job you don't keep your dog in the back of the car. I haven't got a dog. Yeah, no. But if you did have a dog, you wouldn't have a dog anymore. Let's just leave it at that. Have you ever thought of driving a convertible? (laughs) No, because, you know, this is the East Coast and we get a lot of rain, a lot of snow. It's just not practical. Yeah, maybe you should think about driving a convertible. Maybe Mr. Nitty would like you to drive a convertible from now on. I don't care what he thinks. We, you know, we're going to go and get him. Well, maybe he's already decided that you will be driving. I don't care what he thinks. <laughs> uh, no points. And finally... Have a pop at Let off some five. steam Bennett. Sorry, that was a bit quick. Sorry about Good that. Uh, so this is number five. Let off some steam Bennett. Okay, and once more. Let off some steam Bennett. Let off some steam Bennett. Definitely Arnie. Yep. 
I have a vague recollection of this one as well. I think that this is perhaps, is this not also from the movie Eraser? No. Does he stab somebody with a pipe from an extractor fan? (laughs) <laughs> or throw somebody into an like a steam vent or something like that. This is really going to annoy me because I can. I've definitely seen the film. It's one of your favourites, yeah. but it's um, certainly classic, Arnie. Oh, it's Commando, isn't it? It is Commando. There is a large and conveniently placed steam pipe just sticking out of a wall. That's it. Yeah. So Arnie pushes him against this with such force, some would argue an impossible amount of force, with such force that he impales him. That's right. Does the steam pipe come out of his mouth? It comes out of his chest, and then steam starts coming out of it. That's it, that's it, that's it. With hilarious consequences. I'm just thinking of an alternative to that. Let off some steam is pretty good. I mean, pipe down is the obvious one. Yeah. All that smoking's going to kill you one of these days. Huh? Classic, yeah. Thank yeah. You. Imagine just being a normal person and coming across that scene while he's saying that. <laughs> he's just sort of re- rehearsing lines. Uh, no, no, that's not working. Uh, I always said, sorry, what are you doing? I uh, just <laughs> impaled this chap on a steam pipe and now I'm trying to think of a, of a pun. That's what I call a steam cleanse. <laughs> Didn't know you uh, smoked a pipe, Bennett. <laughs> just already standing over this impaled body, just going to do that <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, very good. I like that game. We should definitely play it again. Excellent game. And there you have it. Next time we have more Afterkill and the return of fan favourite and home of the fruit market, Roll Dahl or Wrong Dahl. Until then. Take care out there. Mm-hmm.